What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers. Excuse me. Two brothers and a shot of milk. Chris is on family, husband, dad duty. They're doing some uh, Halloween party thing with his son. So he is out of commission, but it's all good. We still got a good show. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, comic books, anime, action figures, and more. Wow. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? I'll tell you some fun ones dropped in the comic book shop this week. Oh, he's keeping the accent rich. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're dedicated to this. All right. Let's see how long this plays out. Anyway, Spider-Man right. been dropping some interesting content. I'll tell you that for nothing. Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man I'm, drops. I'm sorry. For no, is this truly Canadian? Like, what is this? For nothing? Is that really I'll, a thing? For those listening, which is all of you, Jack is kind of dressed like Wolverine wearing the cowboy hat. And he actually is wearing like a Wolverine spandex shirt under a flannel. But he's giving us this, and he has a dog tag, but he's giving us this southern accent. And we don't know what's going on here. You're going to get what you get today. That's all I'm saying. Also, for those of you wondering. Yeah, you reckon right. (laughs) You reckon right. (laughs) He also has Wolverine claws descending from his hands as well. Now listen, Halloween's tomorrow. Anyways, what I was saying was, and you probably will pass Halloween by the time you get in this episode. Anyways, whatever. Here we go. Uh, there's a lot of Spider-Man content dropping this week, which has been great. So if you like Spider-Man and you like to read, Lawrence, maybe that excludes you. I don't like but to look, read. Sorry. But you like Spider-Man. It's interesting. I'm, I'm going to talk. Keep going. Because I just keep going. I got to talk about Spider-Man. Right All right. Quick. Well, the Spider-Man number one dropped this week. The new Spider-Man number one. And there's a lot of variant covers for this thing. They are throwing everything at the wall. And they are making this Wall crawlers, la, 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 life, pretty complicated. Also, yeah. Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man dropped, and that cover looks sick in every variant. So go check that one out. Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, I, I thought just, that was, um, I, I saw that. I thought it was just some, like, fan art type thing. All right. No, it's, Yo, a, it new, looks- it's a new um story. I, I watched this YouTube video, and the guy was like, how to get into Spider-Man? Because, you know, where, where do you jump in? And he was talking about how all the new Spider-Man stuff has kind of been a major letdown over the last five years. Because after Civil War, when Peter revealed his identity, I think Brian Michael Bendis came up with a storyline that erased all that to get him back to the status quo. But in doing so, rebooted his whole character to the point where all that stuff that happened over the 20 years, marrying Mary Jane, like all the growth, he doesn't have it anymore. A lot of Spider-Man fans are kind of pissed with where he is in the comics. Well, that's probably why they got this major. So Jack disappeared because the internet does not <laughs> like his accent. <laughs> and he's back. This is offensive. Canceled. Am I, am I, what, what the F? The internet does not like your accent, Jack. That was insane. Well, maybe I'll uh, lessen it a little bit. I mean, I was gone and now I'm back. I'm back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. You probably didn't even know I was gone, but I was gone for a minute there. Anyways, it's called Spider-Man number one, so they're definitely rebooting this thing a little bit. Okay. Also, it is Halloween, and you may have missed this opportunity by the time you're hearing this, so I hope if you're into comics, you're taking advantage of it, but there is a whole slew of awesome trick-or-treat reads at your Mm. local comic book shops right now. So if you like comic books... There was a, a 20 different titles, all of them pretty damn good. Um, so I picked myself up a, 
Halloween special of Strange Academy number one reprint. Oh, um, and like I'm saying, there was 20 of them, and the guy was like, "Take as much as you want," but I was like, "You know, the kids are probably coming later," so I just took two, which is probably still more than I should have. Um, so that's what I've been reading. I got some other comics. I won't go through them, but Boom Studios dropping a bunch of new stuff. As far as what I've been watching, I don't know what I've been watching. The Patient. Nothing good. You didn't like oh. the you didn't like the finale. I haven't seen the finale. Oh, I won't say nothing. All right, yeah, don't say nothing on that. House of the Dragon. Meh. Did you finish it? Hmm. I got one episode left. We, we can't talk oh, about nothing, wow. Rich. Okay. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Okay. Well, I really it just lost my interest. Something fierce. I know, but we have to talk. Okay. What? Uh, what? Uh, Rings of Rings of Power. Are you already said you finished that? Oh, I got one uh, episode left. Jeez. It's been a rough week. That. No, it's been a long week. We can't talk about nothing, Rich. <laughs> what, what else happened? I had the Halloween contest. That was the week before. You told us you won that. Oh, I've been playing episode. a video game. Okay. What have you been playing? It's a. It's not a new game. It's an older game. It's called Battle Chasers. Battle Chasers. What's yeah. that about? It's a role-play game, turn-based game for the most part. Um, it's got one of those old-school maps where you kind of like go from point to point on the map there's mm. little creatures on it that you can fight every now and again or you go into the cave and then you're a person kind of in 3d mode it's not a great game but it's also not bad it's low commitment and it's a role play game with some old school nostalgic qualities low maintenance right. go in and go out non you don't got to commit to it that's what's up yeah that's rich how yep. was your week i mean what you know I mean, the full uh, multiplayer experience of Modern Warfare 2 came out, so yeah. I've been rocking with that a little bit. And I got a little gameplay going on. Check that out on YouTube. Yes, please do. Um, what I've been watching, let me pull it out, write it down. Whoop. Dawnfall. That's on Hulu. It's a it's an anime. Uh, so far, is uh, the the human race has been succumbed by some type of uh, nanobots. That kind of restructured the world. Hmm. Um, yeah, and they're, and they're like robot overlords. I'm like episode two right now. It's kind of weird, not gonna lie. It was, <laughs> it, this is one this is one robot where it's like he just looks like a, a puppet, but he was he was banging the girl. She passed out. My man was full on naked, but you don't see his stuff. And then the girl comes in and she's like, put that thing away, and you'd hear whirring whirring noises and then you look and like where his groin is is like a whole like puppet slot thing it's weird it that was a little <laughs> weird for me. i'm like okay this is interesting but um but yeah that that, that looks all right i guess um i watched blade of the 47 ronin uh no, no. i watched i watched that too i watched part of it and listen i do this thing where i watch things as i'm falling asleep and if something is is so bad, it two things. If something's really good, I will stop watching it and just turn to something else. And I'm like, I'll come back to this. But if something is so bad, I'm just like, what is like? It just needs my full attention to watch so I can understand <laughs> or at least try to understand what's going on here. That's Blade. I'm sorry, Blade of the a Blade of the Forty Seven Ronin. Let me make that clear. It's, I turned it off in the middle of that. It's a sequel to the Keanu Reeves joint that came no, out. No, don't you say that. No, wait, it's not. Is it? It is. It's, wait, hang on. Yes and no. Yes, 
it's of the same world, but it is what connects it to that movie. Nothing. We've got Ronan in the titles. Yeah, forty-seven Ronins in the title. That's about it. Um, Yeah, I ain't even gonna talk about the casting. Mm, Just disgusting. Anyway, no, it was. It's it's not. It's not good so far. From what I'm seeing, maybe it picks up. Not crossing my fingers on this one. Um, and also Barbarian on okay. HBO. Yeah. That is uh that was a that was a little bit of a ride too. It was um I enjoyed it, but at the same time it was kind of weird. It was like, yo, what is uh I wish they explained a little bit more of things, but um I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But yeah, that I, I recommend people watch it. It's pretty okay. good. That's it's pretty it decent. Out. Um what's the backdrop of that? The backdrop is you start off with the woman who goes to an, a, a house. Like All you see is one house. He's on a dark street. And it's a Airbnb or whatever the case may be. It's she modern. goes there. Hmm? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Modern? It's, like, it's modern. It's modern, yeah. Oh, so she goes to an Airbnb. She goes to get the key. The key's not there. Come to find out someone else has the Airbnb. So it was rent. It was like double booked. He, he booked it off another uh, app or whatever. And then, then you know, they get to know each oh, other and things happen i have seen the trailer for that yeah things happen it gets real it gets real weird okay. and freaky <laughs> but um yeah i finished rings of power but i was like i think i finished rings of power last week and i forgot to talk about it uh the ending yeah it was all right it was all right um finished uh obviously i finished the dragons house of the dragons can't talk about because jack can't, yeah can't talk about it i mean you, you know what did you like it I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, I, I, that, I, hopefully they don't do the same stuff they were doing in uh, season season uh, same th- uh, season two. I hope they don't do the same thing they did in season one with the time jumping. Because Lawrence is like, I don't like it. Be- I don't like the time <laughs> jumps. It kills the tension. Attention, man. Attention. I need all the tension, man. Why not just pick the story you want to tell? Pick the well, story you want. Pick the story you want to tell, and you don't got to jump through time to get to it. Well. Oh, I'll get there when it's my turn. What else, Rich? All right. And uh, that is about it. Not a bad yeah. week. Not a bad week. You might hear my son behind me. That might tell you how my week's been going. <laughs> Kid at home with a cold means you don't have as much time to do stuff. But I did finish House of the Dragon. I thought it ended pretty great. I was talking to a friend of mine, and they were like, the showrunners basically, this whole first season, whether you agree or not, it was pretty much just a prologue. They were like, we can give you narration or something, or we can just show you. But the real story picks up season two. This was all just prologue. Yeah, okay. which is a waste of energy, you ask it, me. And, and you're gambling on our attention. You're gambling that we'll sit through your prologue. A friend yeah. of mine said, recommend anyone watch House of the Dragon until season two comes out. At the halfway point in season two, start binging. And At the halfway get- point of season two? Then you start watching- are- you start watching season one, and then by the time you get to where it's going, season two is already out. You can watch because the way season one ends, Jack's gone. <laughs> well, well, we could talk about because he's gone. I thought, dang it, Jack is back. We can't talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can't talk about it. Jack's back. Well, what keeps happening? I don't know. You're not consistent with your accent. That's the problem. Well, I no, think you're fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell me about them dragons. No. I enjoyed it. It's going to be season two is going to be a banger. Um, finish the patient. 
I enjoyed it. Won't give it away because you still have one more episode. Uh, what else? Oh, I started watching that. I always mess up his name. The Toro, uh, Guillermo del Toro's. Um, oh, yeah. I started watching it. Curiosities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like the Twilight Zone. It's like Tales from the Crypt. It's anthology. He comes out and narrates it. And each thing is like its own slice of horror. Uh, the first one was cool. It was fine. Um, the acting was great. Uh, and uh, the next episode is weird. I haven't finished it yet. It's really weird. But the creature in the first episode, I mean, if anything, these creatures are going to look dope and super specific. Because that's, that's what that's, he does, man. He's, that's his thing. Yeah. So they look good. And what else? I think that's kind of been my week. I got to plug a friend. My friend is in a movie on Apple TV. It's also in the theaters. I watched this. I forgot I watched this. It's called Raymond and Ray. It's got Ethan Hawke and uh, Ewan McGregor's in it. And my buddy Chris Silcox, who I went to high school with, is in it. He's got a nice part in it. And the movie is good. Like, it's good. If you like just a solid acting story, it's a drama with no pyrotechnical elements, this is a a great film just kind of sit with. See good acting values on the screen. Nice. Good job, Chris. Good job, man. Um, Okay. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) I got a question for you. What's what's the question? (laughs) What should you tell people when you're looking for Captain Marvel's cat? What should you tell people when you look for Captain Marvel's cat? That you're on a wild goose chase. Her cat's name, the cat's name is Goose. Nope, I got it. I got it. You guys suck. Yeah. That's the joke you chose? <laughs> it, no, the no. joke chose me, Jack. The, the joke chose joke me. Chose me. <laughs> wow. I am just One a vessel. Chose wrong. I'm just a vessel, man. But we are going to fix this entire segment because we're going to go down the street Make a left of the stop sign or right at the corner. And where we're going to be? The collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something off our video game case, something out of our comic book shelf, out of our comic book shelf, and we present it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? Yo, today, in honor of Halloween, I'm showing off Captain Pumpkin. Is that... Is that an actual pumpkin? It's an actual pumpkin. Did you just make that like a couple yeah. of days ago? Like five okay. minutes ago. Like right oh. before we started. Jack, you kind of just put goggles on a pumpkin and took yeah, a sharpie right. and but I also I, I gave him a zipper mouth. Okay. That's okay. uh that's cool. That's creative. What do you think? One I out said, of ten, uh, 10 out of ten. I say it could be just sentimental. So you know what, Jack? Whatever it is you choose, it's right. Whatever it is, you know. Hey. Well, all right. Well, the other it's thing I, uh, I'm showing in honor of Halloween, because Halloween's all about costume and dress up, I'm showing off my Kiss action figures. Hey, you have Kiss right. action figures? Got yeah. them all. Look at and, I did not know you have Kiss action figures. And the big daddy of them, yeah. of course. Gene freaking Simmons. Have you always had Kiss action figures? Well, that's a funny story, actually. Not exactly, but yes. Yes and no. My father, when I was growing up, used to collect all kinds of stuff. 
and he'd say, son, these are for you, but you can't have them. Got to keep them in the box. Well, what happened recently is my ma, who's a big fan of the podcast and all our YouTube content, and opening these damn toys and sending me just a plethora of stuff I don't know what to do with. Honestly, there's so much of it that tomorrow, being Halloween, I've got a treasure chest of toys and I've got a treasure chest of candy. Trick or treat. They can choose what they want. Oh, I'm coming to your house. Oh, you I'm should. coming to your house. You should. It's going to be set up all day tomorrow. I'm shocked because oh. Jack said he doesn't like collecting like action figures for movie lines because he doesn't want to have like Henry Cavill, the action figure. Yet you have this line of Kiss action figures. Yeah, yeah but they look, they look, uh, they look real McFarlane y, man. Yeah, they, they look, look real comic book esque. Yeah, they're very like comic book. his tongue. Did he have Is a tongue? tongue? His tongue's. Uh, I think there's a like an add-on. Okay. I mean, like all this stuff is like plug and play. Oh, okay. like, everything is accessories on this thing, on all four of them actually. Well done, Jack. Yeah. I did not, I never expected that, man. Rich, what you got, man? Man, I got a lot of stuff. Um, you can see, behind, okay. yeah, your your display behind you is getting ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's got a whole store set up back there. This this stuff that I own. But I came across this little guy in the store, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go sample with it. And this is from Jojutsu Kaisen, right? Mm-hmm. This is a uh, Gojo. It's a little a little guy on my desk. I like putting these little guys on my desk. I got a little army going right now. But uh, yo, just simple little things like nine bucks. Oh, never mind the finger. Mechanic stuff. You said, oh yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, little dude, uh, little figure, uh, what's probably like, I don't know, four, four inches? inches? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Little dude, simple, put together, put, you gotta put it all together, the the feet, head, arms, and all that, just put them all together, comes a little thing, so it can help him stand, and I don't know why I like these little desk things, and his foot just came off, okay, it's in my lap somewhere, <laughs> but yeah. But I like these little dudes, like, I got, I got a whole bunch of these things, I got the, I got more of the Chiba joints. Or the chibis, yes, but, yeah, those are dope. But yeah, I, I like I saw this one. It was like nine bucks. I'm like, all right, there's like four of them you can get, and they're random. Like you don't know which one you're gonna get in the pack. Oh, so, I don't know how many funny. I'm gonna get before I, I start getting doubles. I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I think I'm done with it. That's the but risk, though. I, yeah, I, this one though, like first one, I got the like one of the main characters. Like this dude is dope. That's dope. This dude is dope. But anyway, he's also OP powered. But yeah, I I just enjoyed this one. Man, I, don't know why. I opened it up today. I'm like, yo, this is great. Like, it makes you box. happy, man. It does. That, that, and for anyone that's listening to this, that's not a geek like us, and wonder why we buy these toys and watch these cartoons. I don't know why you would be, but just in case you are, probably not even listening. Happy. It makes right. us happy. But I also found this girl. All right. And I was in I was in my local gas station because now the gas the Sunoco's are like integrating into Seven Elevens, mm. and seven some 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 Seven Elevens you can get pops. And I found this they had these out. This is a Ironheart. This oh, is, oh, this is a Mach One or oh, Mach wow. One outfit. So it's like pretty much like not done all the way. It's like you know kind of like um uh you know Tony Stark's first suit, not first yeah. like his second suit. I would say real colorful. Is is yeah. that um. Is that from the comics or Wakanda Forever? Is it it's from Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Oh shoot! It was pop ten. They, they they have them out there now. Um, you can see uh, Walmart 
I mean, I was I was in Target. You got got a lot in Target too, but I saw this one out. Like I just randomly, I went in to go get some some to drink right after work, and I saw her up there. I'm like, what? Let me grab that. Yeah, I love like all the toys and the pops are showing these costumes and suits before the movie showing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I bought I picked up two because I'm like, you know, one to one to put on the shelf, the other one maybe like, the value goes up. You know, 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 you well done. Well freaking done. Me? So I've been hunting these two figures down for a minute. And it's crazy because I'm not even a Spawn fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Spawn fan, but I don't read the comics. Like, I'm not like in the okay. comics of Spawn, but I, I am a fan of the character. But I got this two-pack right here. It's Sam and oh, Twitch. These yeah. hardened freaking cops. And I just thought these figures are dope. But I actually got these not because of Spawn. Because I think these will be a perfect Gordon and yeah. Bullock um, to display with my Batman. So I bought this two set. It's dope because freaking um, Sam comes with a Tommy gun. So that's He just rolls up with a Tommy gun and Twitch has the two uh, revolvers because McFarlane can do guns with the spawn figures. And I figured if I set these guys up with my Batman, Chris already showed this on one of his collector's corner. I'm going to have to have the bat signal with him. Oh, so <laughs> it's about to be ridiculous shit you gonna do an unboxing of those two? Oh, i'm gonna do an unboxing i'm gonna put it with the batman figures so people can see like does it match up will these be a good bullock and gordon oh man i can't wait i have the original two of those guys those are going for dude they've only had i have to check but like there there's only been the one you have in these there hasn't been like a bunch of different same i have i have the original mcfarlane Wow, Jack. I, I just told you, my mom's been sending me a bunch of stuff. And that original looks even more like a Bullock. It does. You want it? It's smaller. It's not, it's probably not your, uh, it's not, it's not going to fit in the, uh, the McFarlane scale. Yeah, it's not seven inch. But it would fit with my six, it would fit with, uh, this guy, this six inch scale Batman figure. Jack, I don't even, oh, no, you hold on to it. I don't have the space, Rich. I just don't. Have the space. I don't even know where to put this. Think about um, it. I'll think about it, man. But um, that was freaking fun. I love this segment. I love seeing your pickups. But uh, you're rich. Yes, I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I was trying to find a price for that for the originals. Oh, he's still, he's still thinking of his segue to to get in and out of your alley. No, whoa, Paul. Whoa, hey, yo, what is going on? Pause. I was just gonna say, let's talk some anime. <laughs> It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. So yeah, let's let's talk about Bleach. All right? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's talk about Bleach. I'm gonna butcher this because it's been a while since I watched Bleach. Even though there is a uh, the thousand year, I believe a thousand year Blood War is out mm. on uh, on Hulu right now. You can watch. I saw that. So that made me think Bleach was new. Bleach isn't new. That that's oh, man. New. No, Bleach not is new. not new. Yeah. yeah. It's been. I'm. I'm still way behind on it. Like I, when I, I left off when um, uh, I think it's like following like fighting the hollows or the character that turn into hollows or something to that nature. 
That's that's how like bad I'm into the the storyline right now. But um, we follow Ichigo. All right, Ichigo Kurosaki. He is a high school student because you know there's always a high school student out there that getting into things, right? You know, there, there, there always is always, always all the time. <laughs> um, he comes across a a soul reaper, and they call them. No, no soul reapers. That's what they're called. So she's having problems with a demon, if I remember correctly. Memory recollects. She has issues with a demon. She he ends up get him and his family ends up getting in the crossfire of the fight with this demon. Mm. Um she's injured. She really can't help. She transfers his power into him and he becomes a soul reaper and starts kicking ass. And, and it just goes up from there. He becomes a substitute uh soul reaper. Um, he has a well, he's like a little stuffed animal that's animated and he like pulls something out of it and he eats it or ingests it or absorbs it and he becomes a soul reaper. His powers uh, eventually levels up. Um, he gains more control, controls of his sword. His sword, the swords are like living creatures, and you can and you can like invoke their name and you'll see their true forms and it also transform you. And throughout the throughout the the seasons, like he just gets he just levels up even more. Uh, physically transforming and becoming more powerful as the as the threats get bigger and I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not even that deep into it i'm like maybe the first couple of seasons where he unlocks the bankai um yeah but there was there's the one where he turns into kind of like a hollow and mm. i really want to get i really want to get into that one but uh but yeah yo so Re- uh wow so reaper that's the name of it but bleach is a dope. There's a few movies out right now. There's one, like I just said, a thousand year blood war. That's the most recent one. And there was a couple of other ones. It's something, uh, something with the hell, which was pretty dope. But yeah, yo, get into bleach, the anime, the manga. I'm, I'm more so into the anime, but good stuff. Good watch all the way around. And how rich and I is it? I recommend it for everyone. How rich is it? What do you, uh, so far, if I was going to jump in, you only watched a couple seasons, but yeah. What's the rating you give me so far? I get a cool eight, and I think I'm doing a disservice by giving it eight. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty field tested at this point. Bleach yeah. is Bleach is up there with like uh Tack on Titans and, and that stuff. Full metal yeah. alchemist. And Naruto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> jam. Okay. Okay. For those who are looking for something new but has the legs to tell you that it's freaking great, check out Bleach, man. Nice job. A lot of episodes. A lot. It ain't new. No. I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. Let's go to the trailer parks first. Let's go. There's a lot of news this week. There's a lot of news, but like big news. Um, So let's talk about this freaking Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas holiday special joint. Um... I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's just a holiday special. It's going to be like a forty-minute uh, werewolf by night kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. I guess when I saw it, it looked great. I'm just ready for Marvel like to like stop doing comedy for a second. Oh no, that's that. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel Disney is Marvel Disney. Come on, I man. get it. I get it. It's just that, and, and it's Guardians. I know, but we never really dealt with Peter losing Gamora. You know, we never dealt with that. She, she, and, and she, she's back. Not really. He's her from a different timeline. She doesn't know him like that. So we never got yeah. to deal with the loss of like the woman that said, I love you is gone. Like we never dealt with that. 
and then we're about to get into the hype. He really dealt with that. I know. I want to see him deal with it. Like, I oh, want to see him. You you watching the wrong content from the wrong studio. You're right. You know what's funny? I watched a clip of Captain America Winter Soldier the other day, and I'm like, where is this stuff? Yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> no, don't. That's a one-off. No. Dude got like, in the elevator and was like, are you guys sure you want to do this? I'm like, where is this? Yeah. And content. Like I said, that, that was a one-off. It's the only one. It's out of genre at this point. I guess so. It looks fun. I love that Drax, you know, they're 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 like assaulting Kevin Bacon. It's <laughs> trying to get Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and I love that Kevin Bacon is down to do it. It just kind of like makes him so much, you know, that six degrees of Kevin Bacon. He's even more iconic for being in this meta version of himself. Like Kevin Bacon li- is, exists in the MCU as an actor. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Um, what other trailer we got? What else dropped? I just had a massive brain fart. Holy Ant Man! Yeah, yeah. That's another. I'm like, okay. Yo, Jonathan Majors is killing it, but he had, but he had people are going nuts. We saw Kang. I'm like, well, the other thing they're saying is the uh, the the, there's all this fan theory that the rings you see in the trailer are like the rings that are dropped off in the uh, Shang Chi movie. The rings. Um, like he's actually been dropping all this stuff off as a way of trying to create a portal to get there in the first place. And so now that Ant-Man's there, hmm. he's really trying to get out of his own purgatory. Which, you know? which seems dope. But the way they get there is so dumb to me. Your daughter went and created a portal into the quantum realm without talking to anyone who's been to the quantum realm. I felt and then like she turned it on. It felt like I was watching one of them Disney, who, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It felt uh, that's like- exactly what I was thinking when I saw that. It's, it's literally Honey, I Shrunk the And she literally does. She shrinks the whole family down to a subatomic level, right? But she's not like 15 trying to impress her dad. Like, she's a grown woman that, by this point. Yeah. She's like 20. Well, but you gotta, those, those are the things where you got to give it a pass. You're like, all right, pass. And now the movie started. You're right. You're right. And they gave it to me in the trailer, so I know it's there, so I can get over it by the time it comes out. But um, there's there's a few things like that coming up on the news segment where they're giving <laughs> us plenty of time to digest it. I'm sure, plenty of time, man. So those are the trailers. They look, I mean, it's freaking fun, man. What are we gonna do? Uh, let's stick on the Marvel route. So it looks like Vision is getting his own series on Disney Plus, and Paul mm. Bettany is returning to the role. It's gonna follow, I guess, the White Vision as he goes on a journey trying to get his memories and stuff back because he's pretty much made of the same exact stuff as. The original vision. So, Jack, you kept asking, where's vision every time we talked about Wanda yeah. and Scarlet Witch? Well, that's just what we need more white content. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was I was trying to refrain from it, but okay, here we go. He is white vision. What are we going to do there? Um, yo, James Cameron came for MCU and DC movies. He was like, when I look at these big, spectacular films, I'm looking at you, Marvel and DC. It doesn't matter how old your characters are. They all act like they're in college. They have relationships, but they really don't. They never hang up their spurs because of their kids. The thing about the thing that really grounds us and gives us power, love, and purpose. Those characters don't experience it. And I think that's not the way to make movies. I get it. Like he's talking about it being thin. It's thin. Like I love Paul Rudd and I love his Ant Man. But the way they write the character, you you forget that he's like in his forties, like they write, he might as well be in his twenties. 
doing the, the closest same exact we've thing. come to it is uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, that's the closest we've come to dealing with someone who's maturing, or Ma- maybe a, a Logan. But you know, it's it is the problem with like Black Adam. It, like that movie, for all intents and purposes, could have also had a depth on another level. It's it doesn't maybe it doesn't need, but Thor is a, a, Thor is actually even a better example. Is this is he? a character who loses everything, and by mm. Thor four, he's more of a teenager than he was in Thor one. Exactly, and so <laughs> when, when James Cameron is coming at the stuff, going, you guys are at this point just kind of pandering to the lowest common denominator to pump this stuff out you can't really fault him i mean he's not wrong and they did you know they did their best to base the black adam movie off of one of james cameron's biggest successes so oh terminator (laughs) 2 what i think james cameron misses is that the characters don't get older and evolve in the comics they all kind of stay i'm 35 i'm 40 uh, and some exceptions yes traditionally for the most part they kind of stay stunted in wherever they're at well what he's part. saying what he's saying though is you do get an old man logan eventually in the comics you do get kingdom come superman eventually in the comics and when you're tracking an actor like robert downey jr who's in these and hugh jackman who's in in this comic book content live action stuff for two decades he's like all right, you were 20 when you started, but you're 40, 50 now. That's a bad example because those are the characters that actually did have an arc and end. Right. Like those are the ones that did what he's asking for the rest of them to do. And it's Mm -hmm. like, James, we're not trying to end every franchise after two movies to do what you want to do. And and someone like, what was that movie? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking uh, uh, Ring of Powers. But, you know, someone like Thor, who's 5,000 years old anyways, what's 20 years on him it's a that's a drop in the bucket to him true right but we watched him like you said he lost all this stuff and there seems to be no maturity in him like when we we saw him mature a couple times and thor won when he had to get his hammer back and then dealing with the fact that he didn't stop thanos the way he should have Mm. like i'm like we saw thor in broken places and then sometimes his movies like try to erase like you change after that. You're no longer whimsical. And you can still be fun, but you have Thor's Thor's a thorn in my side because you got an actor who has depth in a role that has depth that seems to constantly tell you that they're willing to sacrifice the depth of the circumstances for a cheap joke in almost every instant. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a handful of moments where they let some of that depth rise to the surface, but uh, you know, that's just the content. It, it Marvel's doubled down on that being the way this content's going to get depicted. It's the brand at this point. It, it's the it, Disney Marvel brand at this point. That's not changing. And it's it's what we is wild because we we saw it change to this extreme. Like Kenneth Branagh directed the first Thor movie. Yes, which tonally is completely different than Thor: Love and Thunder. Like yeah. like we're we're watching it be pushed. Which is crazy because Thor Love and Thunder should arguably have more stakes at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as far as the villains that have been, I can't harp it enough. You want a great comic book villain? Go read the gore storyline. It's compelling. It's dark. It's jaded. It's it's almost disturbing on, on some level. And he's rightfully vindicated. You're like, this guy is 
named the butcher for a reason and he's taking gods out. So I, I think I think the filler movies, and I hate to call them filler movies, so they spent a lot of money and worked really hard on them. Those are gonna be the ones that kind of feel funny, but I feel like the ones that are gonna like propel us to the next I think Ant Man isn't gonna be the comedy ride we think it is. If if Kang is supposed to be this phase is Thanos, they gotta ground it. If he's well, supposed to be the thing, you're gonna you get a. I think what you're gonna get is actors making different kind of choices, but the backdrop of the content still gonna be, you know, cocooned in that Disney bubble. Man, Jonathan Major is gonna ground his performance. He's gonna but, make some choices that like are like Christian Bale did, but it didn't matter because the movie still wanted him to be. You know, yeah. They they're gonna edit. They talked about like. This stuff he did that did not make it into the film because it was too scary. It was too real. Really? Oh, you know, Christian Bale did not go in there like I'm playing. He went in there like, you stole everything from me. Every god must die. And they're mm-hmm. like, do that. We're going to put music under it. We're going <laughs> we to do it a bit. I mean, so I get what James is saying. But, you know, there have been some exceptions and hopefully there'll be more. I mean, I don't see Wakanda forever being... To, it has, no, but it's gonna have its laughs. But oh, yeah, I mean, and it should. The thing about Wakanda Forever is it's also it's in a funny it's in a funny slot where it's also actually dealing with a, a, an actual death. You know, it's like yeah. Chadwick's gotta... Chadwick's gone, and the way you guys handle the tone of this film really matters on another level. Well, I think that's what's been sort of special, even with Black Panther 1, is like Ryan Coogler's like, this has to represent a specific culture. Like, yeah. you can't, it can't be phoned in. It can't be ha-ha. Like, the people that you're making this for will turn against it if they feel like this is false. Right. And this is going to be even more with this one. The stakes are yeah. even higher. Yeah. So, so it's it, it, the Black Panther series is a kind of a, a funny thing as far as that's Like concerned. its own... Yeah, it's still Legs. part of the family, obviously, and there's jokes in it, but it's like the tonally, it's just got a different vibe. It leans into Winter Soldier, you know. Right. That 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 part that we don't get enough of, you know. Um, so that's enough of the Marvel news. Let's get into the D. Well, first, before DC news, House of the Dragon, the season two will pick up the pace and have more blood. So they're not, I don't think they're doing time jumps anymore. I think now they're actually hit this story. And Ryan Condell says, to, No, are you? Oh, no, you don't oh, get to yawn if you wow. didn't even see the finale. You don't get really? to do it. You don't get to do it. You don't get to do it. He says that it will feel much more like the middle run of Game of Thrones because it will have been earned from spending so much time with the characters in the slower paced first season. Now, I didn't think the first season was slow because we time jumped. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it felt slow, but it felt draggy because you had to keep starting over. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you keep starting over. Well, hopefully we're done with that and we can just sit in the freaking story. Now, some freaking big news. Henry Cavill took to social media. He said, now that Black Adam's been out, the cat is out of the bag. It's more than a cameo. There's so much more in store. I am back as soup. Po man, Supo man, Supo man, guys. And the Rock, uh, you love it, Rich. The Rock also posted, "We've been working years, and I believe him." 
when the rock signed on as black adam it was under the different regime at uh dc warner brothers that appeared like they didn't want anything to do with superman or anything snyder really <laughs> except you had to wonder woman made like, like all the money and aquaman made a billion um and then the rock said i've been working on this for years henry cavill his manager is the rock's business partner who's also his manager like they've been part of this family for a while when the rock first book blacked adam they had a picture of him and cavill having tequila like wouldn't this be cool so the rock has been advocating and so when the rock was like the power and structure of the dc universe is about to change it's not just because black adam stepping on the scene he's like we are working our way in as producers and we're going to try to get the biggest superhero in the world back in his spandex and they did it man yeah. Cavill, there's a wonderful, I forgot the name of it. He does a wonderful interview in career um retrospective. And he talks like my son's yeah. very happy too. <laughs> he said that I am thrilled to play a enormously joyful Superman. I am hmm. thrilled to bring that to the screen. So we're gonna get the Superman that Jack and I have been waiting for. Not he can brood, he can be upset, but at the end of the day, he is joyful. He is hope. He's he's gonna play hope on the screen, and it's it's freaking yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's interesting you use that word because they even go so far as to say that that's what the damn symbol on his chest means in those movies. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, yeah. in these new movies, they won't have to tell us. We'll be like, obviously, it's hope because I can see it on him. Yeah, he's got to be the light. He's got to be the light. If Superman is not the light to Batman's darkness, then you've just your tones off or to anyone's darkness black adam can't be a badass if superman's snapping necks like like if superman's a badass then how badass can black adam be you kind of need him to be right he doesn't have to posture dude and i'm not saying he he was in the other movies i mean henry cavill's great and and there was a lot of positive positive in those films but but he wasn't happy and that's what we're missing. There's no joy. They try to spoon feed you a joyful moment when he fake learns how to fly for the first time. And I'm sitting there gagging on the concept. Like, you were the only one mad at that part. I was <laughs> mad that I didn't get to see him do that when he was a kid in Smallville. Now, yeah. And I'll say this. Brian Singer did that scene right. For yeah, all the flack cool. that, that that movie was, that scene was at least done right. That's okay. fair. I will say, but Cavill also said, that he made sure he put on the Man of Steel suit. He had a choice of what suit he wanted to wear. And he chose oh. that one because it was the first one. It's nostalgic. And it's like like, like his beginnings. And this is really, he has, he has such a fondness for Superman. And maybe because of that, we're getting Liam Hemsworth as The Witcher. Yeah. In season four, season three is already shot. It hasn't been released yet, but we're getting a new Witcher, which is interesting because apparently Cavill has like a seven-year deal or whatever. But, well, but you think it has to do with these Superman movies getting greenlit again? Well, he said when he agreed to do the cameo in Black Adam, he had to get the Witcher people to sign off for it. And since it was so secret, he couldn't even tell them why he needs to be let out. <laughs> and oh, they let wow. him out because, you know... They they trust them and it's probably fit their schedule. But yeah, to get out of a contract where you're the lead in a series is a big freaking deal. And Liam Hemsworth is he's gonna kill it. These Hemsworth know how to act. He's gonna be fine. But what, uh, what is what is uh, I'm trying. I don't remember what is the last thing he was in. He's in the Hunger Games series. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes um, right. He actually was up for Thor. They both were. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Chris got it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be good. And 
It's going to be and, harder for the fans than it is for the performance. Yeah. And, and I'm like, fans are like, man, I like, canceled the series if we can't. I'm like, this is why they told them two seasons in advance. I'm like, you know what I mean? Get over it. It's going to be fine. The Witcher drops every five years. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Listen, this, gonna... is a, this is a fan base that, that are not used to watching a sitcom and having an actor being changed out mid season. Listen, sometimes right. someone goes upstairs and never comes down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Weird stuff happens on TV. It's like, wait a second. Didn't wasn't there a younger sister somewhere? Like, man. And she's it, upstairs and, doing her homework. And they're letting they're letting him out, or they negotiated his way out so he can be Superman. I mean, how dope is that? And what's even bigger and better than him than him being Superman is the fact that DC Studios finally found their Kevin Feige. They finally found the person to make this universe make sense. James Gunn and Peter Safran to are leading as CEOs. They finally have the guys who can go, these 10 movies, here's how the world works. Here's how the universe works. And James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, he knows how to tell any story, but they always have heart. Everything he makes has heart. Even if it's twisted, even his peacemaker just killing people in his underwear, it'll always have heart. And to have him at the helm, who can make an obscure comic that no one's ever heard of before, Guardians of the Galaxy, a billion-dollar franchise, well, give him all the money. Yo, we're in a whole, whole new ballpark for Superman coming into the scene, too, because that cameo in the Black Adam has all, the, all that world connected to it. It's got mm-hmm. Starro. It's got all these other B and C characters and whatnot connected to this world already. So Superman stepping into that cameo is instantly, yes, it's Superman we know, but it's not the Superman from the content we know. No, it's 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 a reboot. It's a soft reboot, and I can see James Gunn going. Same thing with the Suicide Squad. It was a soft reboot from the first one, but they, they're yeah. not going out of their way to say the first one never happened. But they're also not saying this is a continuation of the first one. Yep. And literally, the whole thing about Superman and Batman v Superman and Man of Steel was, we now know that there's life outside this world. Okay. But in this world, we've been known that. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like, who's the next villain? It's probably someone closer to like... Uh, Mongol, maybe. Well, I was thinking Brainiac, but sure. I mean, I have no idea what the Superman movie is going to be, but to know that these guys are here to like make this DC universe make sense. If they want to do a if they want to do a shared universe, then you needed a Kevin Feige at the helm. And these mm-hmm. two dudes, they're going to kill it. Now they already went on record to say that the Joker film is outside of this continuity, as it yeah. should be. Yeah. Kind of needs not- to live on its own. <laughs> yeah, probably the Batman too. I imagine that that can still live on its own. Um, or it could be folded in. That second Joker is, is that really still going to be a musical? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that just uh, means there's going to be singing in it <laughs> and dancing and dancing. I know and what um, musical is. I'm not sure if I want to watch it though. Last bit of news under this new regime: HBO Max was having a Green Lantern series. But now it's being redeveloped to focus on John Stewart. Hey, there we go. Say, man, you can always bet on black. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get my audition, and even though Jack says I'm terrible casting for it, and rather have our friend Jason. Screw you, Jack. 
That was only when I was casting you as Superman, though. Oh, yeah. Michael B. Jordan yeah. Superman may not be happy. This is all up in Ooh. flux, man. This whole thing is like being rearranged. And how many Supermans can we have on screen? I already got two. Come on, man. Superman No Way Home. Let me get in there. <laughs> Let me get in there. Man. <laughs> Let me get in there. And uh, last thing, the Snyder fans, if you haven't been on Twitter, are like going crazy on Save the Snyderverse. They're like, we're glad Cavill's back, but we want the Snyderverse. And I'm like, guys, no, we don't. And I'm not saying I, I, I enjoyed Zack Snyder's films, but if you've watched Wonder Woman, they've already undid it. Wonder Woman 84, she's out saving people in public in 1984, which goes against them saying in that Enemy Superman that she's been gone for decades. Mm-hmm. But they make, they're already making a point to erase that universe because Zack Snyder's universe, like it or not, Justice League Part 2 was supposed to be its end. He was telling a story and he ended it. They don't want to end the story. They want to keep it going. They don't want Batman to die in the end. And Lois Lane had his baby on all the stuff from the rumors that were coming out about what Zack was. What? Zack, the rumors are crazy what his ideas were. And and I think we just need it to be more, not um, like Marvel, but more. Listen, I've, always said, I've always said this about Snyder. Visual masterpieces no one can step to what zach does but i question whether he has the empathy to understand the moral compass of these characters which is why it's easy for him to kill someone like jimmy olsenos it's easy for him to make a choice like (laughs) have bruce wayne's baby it's easy for him to do this stuff because he kind of i question how much he is really invested in caring about the the content on that level and, and I say, as a director, do your thing. And it really works when you got a Kevin Feige over everything to say, ah, we can't do that. Uh, we can do this. But when you don't have a figurehead over the whole, your directors are going to go wild. And you don't have a vision. Your studio doesn't have a vision. And now they do. So hopefully things is going to, you know, click in place, man. But that's the news. That was the news. Stop smiling, Rich. What's wrong? Well, stop laughing, Jack. Because <laughs> it's time for debate. Let's get ready to rumble. As of this recording, it is Sunday, October 30th. Tomorrow is Halloween for us. So what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, Halloween. Because you so here's the Halloween. question. If you can take a movie franchise or TV show, superhero, and merge it into a horror franchise, what would it be and why? For example, we've had in the comics Batman versus Predator. We've had uh, uh, Marvel zombies. We've had DC Deceased where they go against zombies. We've seen these characters deal with horror before. What would be your tale to tell and why? I'll let Jack go first. I'll let Jack go first too. All right. Here's me going first then. And this one's, uh, this one, you might put flags on this because it's already there. It's already so much the content. You Wait, are you choosing have. something that already exists? I don't know. Are we taking something that we want to see horror? Well, you're creating like, like, it. Like, like Brightburn. Okay. Right? Well, I was saying taking something that, from the horror world and merging it into the superhero world. Like, like the zombie oh, apocalypse. Not the Marvel other way zombies. around. Like, yeah. 
I don't know what's your. I don't know. All right, let answer? me answer, and then you tell me if I understood the question correct or not. The things that affect me almost across the board in horror films are usually supernatural stuff. I don't know why, but they get under my skin. Saw mm. stuff like that. I'm like, meh, whatever. But the supernatural stuff that's borderline plausible deniability, what's going on, those ones usually affect me. So I would take a character like John Constantine and just double down on what he's already dealing with and change the tone of the genre a bit and let him deal with a real real world vibe supernatural thing. You did not understand the question. You just took what they... That's what they do. So the question... You have to merge the two worlds. For example, Batman versus Predator. You take one and you're taking the other and you're putting them together. Marvel Zombies, you're taking one, you're taking the other, you're putting them together. You're merging them. You just took a supernatural guy who fights ghosts and said, I want him to fight more ghosts. That's not, <laughs> that doesn't answer to the debate. He's in the world of poltergeist? Like, what, what, what we, he what already we is, about? though. Yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about how it's depicted. No, that, that, oh, that, you gotta you gotta merge them like John Constantine, but he's right. going against Candyman. Now I'm like, come oh, back. that might be kind of dope. Okay, come back to me. <laughs> okay, okay. Pulling a Chris on this one because he's not here. Well, Chris would have said, "I want Hans Gruber." To <laughs> I want Hans Gruber. <laughs> I want Hans Gruber. This is scary. Fight Mike he Myers. Scary. <laughs> like why? Uh, <laughs> but speaking of Mike Myers. I want, listen, as I said earlier, off camera, I am extremely tired right now. Yes. I'm pulling this one straight up out my booty. Oh, man. I want Deadpool, because that's my go-to guy. And um, I feel like him and Freddy Krueger will just go great together. As in like a buddy thing? Uh, I wouldn't say a buddy thing, but maybe it might turn into a little buddy thing, because he's like, you really can't kill Deadpool. And you're kind of funny. I think I like you. Yeah, it might turn into a buddy thing. But then I also want to throw in, because he's strong and silent type, Jason. Because, you know, that was that that Jason, Freddy thing versus Freddy. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Yes. So you're throwing Jason, Freddy, and Deadpool. Yeah. Can can you make it a Christmas movie? I feel like that just makes it it even. I don't see why not. (laughs) Rich, tired Rich is getting all the money, Jack. And it's kind of cheating because you can almost put Deadpool with anything. anything. Yes. And it kind of Like I said, my go-to guy. Like Deadpool on a boat and there's Jaws that shows up. And I'm like, why does it work? Because Deadpool works. All right, Rich. I'll rock with it. That's kind of funny. I'll go next. Okay. Um, In a similar fashion, I'm using Freddy Krueger. All right. And I'm going to have him go up against the Sandman battling over the world of dreams. Oh, or nightmares, okay. however you want to look at it. Sandman's doing his thing, and there's this presence there that's more powerful than him that's like killing people in their sleep. And he has to figure out who is it and how, and how this human being die and get all this power. Freddy versus Dream. Hmm. Freddy versus Dream. How would that work? You got to pay me for that one. Yeah, it's two different worlds right there. But, it, but maybe it's not. We never seen. We see Freddy enter the people's dreams, but in this right. world, you get to see him actually enter the dream space. How does he have the power? How does he have access? So you get to get into like 
where he where he went when he died and how he got access into this world and how how can dream stop something that he didn't create but has power in this world hmm interesting that that's work? pretty good and it almost goes into what dream does anyways when he's creating all these uh you know nightmares in the first place right except he can't control freddy because he didn't create him he has no idea how this person got this power in his world and since he didn't create him he can't just undo him like he does every uh, his other creations hmm right and he's cracking jokes the whole time and dream has no sense of humor why so and, pale? And and wow. the thing about Freddy <laughs> in this setting is uh, he's got almost omnipotent power in the dream. So then you got to see Dream go to hell and talk like Luke, like yo, there's something here that's gonna undo everything. Like this evil incarnate is bigger than all of us. That's not a bad crossover, Lawrence. Thank you, Jack. What you got? Oh, I would take Wolverine. <laughs> hmm. And her. I'd I'd uh, mix them with the uh, Hellraiser. I knew you were going to say that. Why not? Because they would just be torturing and tearing the guy apart. But since he can't die, he's not going to die. So he'd have time to try to figure it out. That's interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm it's with the it. Best I can pull out of nowhere real quick. I'm with it because the what are they? The necro what? The necro Cenobites, I think. But they get off on like mutilating people but they can't they can't with him because he'd keep healing right but boy would he be pretty pissed couldn't they just like uh what's the best word i could use like the borg assimilate him into turn him into a necro but but keep in mind his his genetic makeup is to reheal his body and put it back together so every time they, they they also warp your mind too his well, but, he, but his mind is part of his body. Be trying to put itself back together. Hmm. That's why they make it a point that the only way they could even damage his brain was to use the adamantium bullet, right? Otherwise, he'd just keep putting himself back together, even the memory fragments. I mean, technically, they messed his brain up because they took memories away and messed him up for the Weapon X program. <laughs> Rich is like, actually, it was we'll difficult we'll- to scramble his mind. Right. <laughs> Right. They well, I guess implanted memories and made him believe that he, he killed his his wife or girlfriend. Look at Rich flagging the play. Rich never throws flags on the play. Right, <laughs> so you don't like this. So you don't like this content. Listen, I'm happy to take third. Clearly, I didn't feel, understand. How does it feel to be Chris Jack? <laughs> at least you're self aware. Chris was the lead out of here thinking he won the debate, right? <laughs> 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 Because you're like, I did it again. And we're like, like what? You'd be like, not only did I win it, I understood it better than everybody else did. Yeah, wait, they're gonna talk about it in the news. You're gonna hear it, man. That was a fun. That's a little restore the Gruberverse. My goodness, man. Han, for those who missed last week, we had like, if you can do like a a, a backstory or a solo movie on a supervillain. Who would you choose? And he chose the guy who got killed by a barefooted, bleeding cop in Die Hard 1. Played wonderfully by a master actor in peace. But Hans Gruber is not who I thought we would see like a prequel movie for. Right. Man. But that's my cousin for you. All right. Good. (laughs) Good debate, guys. Great debate. You know what? I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's time for the main event. Today we're talking stairs. 
what is this called again? Wow. Tales of the wow. Jedi. It should have been called Tales of a Jedi. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Um, let me give you guys, you know, I, I assume the IMDb synopsis won't spoil this whole thing, but it's kind of hard to think it wouldn't because it's kind of, it's really bite-sized. Well, let's see. We'll give you the synopsis and we will jump in with our spoiler-free review. It showcases animated shorts that feature Jedi from the prequel era. Okay. All that's right. All it that's says. it. That's all it says. Well, yeehaw. That's <laughs> well, vague. Uh, spoiler-free thoughts. What did you guys think? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was nice seeing all the other uh, live-action characters put into this world. It's surprisingly linear. It's it's not disjointed at all. I'd say. I thought it was. I almost thought it was going to be anthology, um, mm. but it's not. Uh, for me, I thought it was okay. I feel like this. If you watch specifically Clone, like Clone Wars and the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. then this is up your alley. And if you had major issues with the prequels and the holes, but if you're kind of a casual watcher and didn't really watch Clone Wars and you're aware of the prequels, I don't really know how much this hits. This is this is very specific for a specific audience. Yeah, it's for the Star Wars fans. Yeah. But not the Star Wars fans. Like you've had to watch Clone Wars and, and, and like for some of these things to hit and make full sense. You can't just like, yeah, I watch the movies when they come out. Like this is like no, you're but this you're, is yeah. like this is the it's for the Star Wars fans because you right. got Jimmy Smith's in it, and unless you watched uh, Kenobi, then you're not gonna in, you're not really gonna pick up on. Well, I'll, I'll say this is still kind of spoilery free. Like you have Ahsoka in it, right? Mm-hmm. And she talks about how the princess was her friend. You're only getting that from Clone Wars. Like you're not exactly. getting that from the movies or TV shows. If you didn't watch Clone Wars, then you never saw that. So that's what I mean. And her character specifically was created out of the animation uh, versus the movies. So if you've just watched the movies and you jumped into this, you still might be like, okay, where mm-hmm. was she this whole time? Well, they have like four seasons of its show where she's been this whole time. Right. You and know? they, I mean, and that's. That's also a good point. You know, some of the is this spoiler territory to well, say some of well, the episodes, some of the episodes really lead up to the climax and then cut out. And some of that climax is actually just in other content. Right. Right. Oh, if we jump in, then we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get spoiler. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, yeah, this is definitely for the Star Wars fans. If you if you don't if you're not in tune with the content, then a lot of it will go over your head. You really won't know what's going on. You really won't care about the characters like that. And what? No. Do you disagree? I completely agree. Okay. But uh other than that, it was it was a it was a fun one. I just kinda but for for the short content that it was, it was kinda I would say slow, but I guess I would say slow at some points. It was slow because like all right, we're jumping into spoiler territory now. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Sorry, you, my son, having a ball in the background. Um, yeah, so it's good. I, we got to compete with it. Come man. on. Yeah. So, for example, I'm jumping ahead a bit. When we see Qui Gon come back and talk about the threat, and in the following episode, it's his funeral. If you might know that he died in episode one, but if like that's not on the forefront of your mind, I don't think that episode impacts you. Like you understand, mm-hmm. but you're like, okay, it feels more like information. And then when I feel information is when I feel like it's slow. 
Like I'm not seeing the things that makes well, me lean in. But that's what I was getting at. It's like this stuff talking about time jumping. Yeah. The whole the whole series is a one linear story with massive time jumping. And what's hard about that is some of the stuff there they lead up to, they jump away from or they just completely bypass to get to the next section of their story is arguably the really compelling stuff. So we're really just watching this giant show that kind of plays out as the transitional material that never made the other content. It plays mm. out like one big promotion of go watch these things. <laughs> if you want to know what's happened, go watch. Oh, and, and we have an Ahsoka series that's about to come out um, right. soon. But like, cause it's I, like my- the most climactic stuff isn't in this content. The most compelling stuff isn't the stuff in this content. And this there's a piece the of this content evil. that's not even in any content. Cause I think clone wars, Anakin is still good. It's not, it hasn't hit the, the, the third, uh, the third in the trilogy yet in the first trilogy. So we didn't really get a chance to see Ahsoka mourn her mentor's betrayal for real. Like mm-hmm. we see her training and then it flashes forward to like Jedi's are on the run. She's in, in hiding. But we don't get to see her deal with that in any other content. Like this would have been the content. I honestly would have preferred this to it could a time jump, but to focus it on her. I, I didn't need to mm. see what's this a, a, a Dooku because we yeah. like if you follow the content, you know what's going to happen with him. You know, but to follow her coming up, having this mentor as a Skywalker, and right. then the betrayal, and he slaughters everybody. I'm like, I I would want to see it through her point of view, especially if we got right. an Ahsoka series coming out. Well, and it was. Uh, largely following her. I mean, that opening episode with her as a kid riding the tiger's back and stuff, that was like yeah. a very cool moment. But what did that mean to you guys? So in the first episode, you know, her mother goes hunting with her with her and it gets attacked by like a freaking saber-toothed tiger after they took down uh, whatever that thing was. Uh, mm-hmm. Deer elk thingy? Elk, yeah. yeah. And then like through just the pure joy and innocence of a baby, the saber-toothed tiger doesn't just... Eat well, it. I didn't. I didn't buy that. I, I the way it read to me was when the village elder, I'll call her, said she's Jedi. Everyone who knows Star Wars knows that one of the Jedi things they have is uh, mind manipulation. So, yeah. on some telepathic level, that's kind of the way I read that. She oh, had manipulation yeah, tigers, natural instincts. Yeah. Over my head, over my non-Star Wars fan head. Wow. Okay. I could listen. I could be. It no, could be just the that, innocence of a baby, but it seems to me that's why her being a Jedi was relevant. What you yeah. just said justifies why that episode even exists. Right. Like if it had nothing to do with her powers as a Jedi, then what was the point? <laughs> you changed my entire viewing experience. Right. I loved it. It's great. <laughs> great. You got it. Um, I really enjoyed um Dooku and the idea of you know the Jedi just being like uh what are they, what was the term they used like your um pawns puppets pawns and puppets yeah. for the, the Senate or whatever you just do whatever you're told and the idea of the Sith being freedom in a way right. uh, you know it's, yeah and then mm-hmm. it was funny with Samuel L's character coming back into it being as rigid i don't remember him being that stringent in the live action but he might be in um clone war because they're all in clone wars the animated series mm. 
So it's like it's hard to know like how much of and the and the actor that voices him in this voiced him in Clone Wars. So I'm like, right. how much of this is picking up from the movies or is it leaning heavier on the animated series' tone? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. I thought the fighting was excellent. Uh, I thought like, we could use more choreography. I think I wanted more choreography, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, I really like how they uh, they developed Soka's abilities and when Anakin went rogue with the training program because he scoffed at the whole thing in the oh, first yeah. place. Like yeah. I, I really I appreciated that episode a lot too. I leaned in on that one. That whole episode really led up to is that Bad Batch? That dude's in Bad yeah, Batch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they led up to this massive fight scene that was about to go down. You're like, and he even says it. Let's hope all that training pays off. And you're like, you gotta go watch Bad Batch. But that's what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> anyone mean, who's just watching this isn't watching, isn't seeing the payoff of some of these moments. You know, I don't right? think you really need to go see Bad Batch. That was the moment where all the clones were activated to uh, what was it? Um, yes, Article. No, what was it? Something eighty-eight. Article eighty eight, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because right. every clone has like a, a chip in their head, and mm-hmm. when activated, they they all follow a certain protocol, and that's pretty much kill kill uh, the Jedi's and follow pretty much the Empire. So I think Rex, his malfunction, or he had his taken out at some point in time, so that therefore he he didn't follow the suit, but he kind of went along with it, so kind of be like a double agent type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bad Batch, they also had the same thing. I mean, the Bad Batch kind of followed with that, but with Ahsoka, you kind of see how she uh, was able to somewhat survive it, I guess, without actually seeing an actual fight. But you kind of understand how she kind of got to that point. That would have been... If there was ever a fight you wanted to see in this content, that was the sequence. You yeah. Know? For me, so, that was the sequence. Because we spent a whole episode watching her train like a badass. So we're like, this is going to be... Oh, it's... A, oh. Okay, that's over. All right, what's what's next? And I guess it's fine because they're like, listen, we have the money and we just made this for the people that watch everything. If right. you don't watch everything, then, you know, we don't care. <laughs> Go watch Mandalorian. We made that for you. But for those who watch everything and suffer through the prequels, these are going to give you some nice, you know, fill in the holes moment. I love the mention of like uh, Duke saying, you know, Maul wasn't supposed to kill, you know, Qui-Gon. Like I could have turned, like, I'm sure that yeah. conversation didn't come up and people would have probably wondered maybe watching the prequels, how was that dude so callous? And then we get to see here, he wasn't. Right. Like, he was like, I was planning on turning. No, but we also see that he was. And when he takes out. That was sad. Oh, though. Yeah. Oh. What's her name? Yaddle? Yaddle? Yaddle. Yeah. 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 Y-A-D-D. Yeah, 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 yaddle, yeah, yaddle. It was like yaddle, <laughs> and that's Whatever. crazy because I believe that I, I, I forgot the I, I don't actually don't remember the name of the species, but they're like rare in the universe, yeah, the, the no, Yodas, yeah. right? Yeah, and their relationship, they were friends, yo. And he, yeah. and he and he mourned her death when he thought she got crushed, like he looked sad, like it had to be done, and she wasn't crushed, so he had to like kill her Fuck. twice. But like, <laughs> what? Oh man! Like her misplaced sense of, well, I don't know, why she why she opened the thing instead of going to her ship that was right there. Do you think she tried to kill him, or she was in self defense no. mode? No, she was. I never saw her go for a killing blow. That's yeah. the problem with Jedi's, man. <laughs> Jedi's. That's why they always get killed, with the exception of like Luke Skywalker. They always get killed by Siths because they're like. It's always defense. 
and they right. always want Obi Wan. Like they always go down. It's like, come on, man. Well, that's the way up the Jedi, man. man. I would have, I would have like, like I said, as much as I love the Dooku part and all that stuff, I would have been cool with it just focusing on Ahsoka, like how she went from that village to being brought in and when her training starts. I would have been cool with the six mini time jumps of just focused on her because that's kind of what it ended being, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I'd say she was the B plot. I think she can't be, but then became the A, like episode five. Well, by the training sequence, she became the A plot. Yeah, because then episode six was about her in that village. But then, cool. but then neither one of the plots played out. You saw her. What do you mean? No, I mean, neither. What was the conclusion of the, this series? Um, we see him become a villain. We see the we see someone on the light side turn to the dark side. That that was the series, right? Right. So it really was about Dooku's. I mean, you get sort of point with her, which she kind of like he's gone. puts up the lightsaber. I mean, not, not really puts up the lightsaber, but like she says, she's done with fighting. So she becomes like this pacifist in a way. Right. But then she. Because we know we got to get to where we saw her, I'm sure, in the Clone Wars, but also in Mandalorian and she's mm-hmm. in, in her new series. So I think where we see how one becomes a villain with Dooku here, we see the launch pad oh, for her to how, have her own. How sick was that final showdown she had? It was, the- it was shots. It was like, it wasn't shot. It was animated, but like the fire behind them was like straight up old school. But, and how, how, how effortlessly she dispatched the guy. She has no weapons. And I'm sitting here going, is she going to get her lightsaber here? And then it was so much more eloquent. She just took his. And it was oh. like, don't you know I was trained by your master? Like, whoever you answer to trained me in the most brutal way possible. Yeah. So it's uh. like, yeah, I agree. I think they could have leaned, uh, if I'm being preferential, I think they could have leaned a little more heavily into rounding out her story and let Dooku be the uh, the B-plot of the thing. Or find a way to have it be more simultaneous. Like, while one's rising, one's falling. But I don't I don't think it was supposed to be any of that. I think it's just supposed to be a little bite size for those who really engage with the content. It, it, was, was, it wasn't for but, us. But most people are binging this thing. They're little 15-minute segments for the most part. Um, so anyone who's sitting down to watch it probably... Not not everybody, but the, I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of people who watch that content are just clipping to the next one really quickly. So in, inadvertently, you're watching a one-hour movie, you know? Right. And yeah. I I would have never watched this on my own if not for the podcast because I know I don't lean in hard enough. But anyone who's going to sit down and watch this, I assume, they watch Bad Batch. They watch Clone Wars. They watch all, they, they, they watch all the Star Wars content. So for them... I was reading reviews uh, from fans. They were giving this a 10 because they had enough headcanon and stuff in their head. Like they, They're watching this as it blends into every memory they have. Yeah. Which, you know, I but guess I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how I experienced it, too. But it wasn't to me. It felt but you don't have the payoff unless you jumping from that time jump into the headcanon moment. A lot you of watch, these. If you watch Clone Wars and you're all the way in your mind's doing it for you. Like you're yeah. not even, you're like, this is the moment before like you're, you're in. But if you didn't, you're kind of yeah. like, yeah. It's, uh, that's pretty much how I took it. Cause I was like, I already knew what, what they were talking about, what scenes they were referring to and whatnot and uh, what events. So I was, it was pretty much just filling in the, like I, was, I filled in the blanks on my own. You watch Clone Wars, Rich? You watch? 
Yeah, I watch it all. Oh, what? you should be leading this whole conversation. You oh. have so many questions. Right. <laughs> so it was made for you. And, and yeah. would you say this, if there was required watching, it'd probably be Clone Wars more than the prequels? Uh, even? I mean, it, make, it mixed with it all. Like, because like, you got the... Um, was it Qui Gon Jinn? I keep messing his name up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. But you get you get his death, and you kind of see the the um when he was a Padawan, because you really don't get that in Clone Wars. I mean, right. yeah, you don't get that in Clone Wars. You don't get that in the uh the, the original series. He's pretty much a Jedi Master at that point. Um, you get kind of the early stages of. I mean, you get that in Clone Wars as well. Early stages of um Ahsoka's training, and like when she really got brutal with the training, which was dope. Um, and then also when Dooku kind of you, you get that feel when Dooku like started going to the dark side at that mm-hmm. that that first scene when he, mm-hmm. yeah that Choke first him. scene yeah like you kind of get great. the taste of that that's when he started going in so Clone at least Wars to me. in Clone Wars or this this would be Wars? this that would be before Clone Wars okay, okay. that that scene and yeah that was nice like Qui Gon's quick thinking it wasn't like he tried to stop the guy himself. He went and got the prince to step yeah. in, knowing that that would be the thing to soften the moment. It was pretty nice. I did have an issue with them not aging Dooku, but when Qui Gon come back, he's full Liam Neeson. Yeah. Well, to me, that felt like House of the Dragons. You're like you literally swapped out actors and these other guys just a little bit more makeup added. Right, but this is, is animation. That- they get a really could do it every day. They yeah, well, but. it almost confused me. I had to pause it and go, "Who's oh that is the same? Dang, he aged, but yeah, <laughs> Dooku looked yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, because um, Dooku was like graying about around that time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they did anything, it was so subtle it didn't it didn't read for me. Yeah, um, and then I was a little confused because the time jump. Because then the next episode when Qui Gon's dead, I, I kind of missed it until we got to the halfway part, like. Oh shoot! Okay, we, the whole first movie just happened between these episodes. Yeah, got it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, um, I don't want to labor this. I don't really have much more <laughs> to well, add. The other thing we talk about a little bit is just the animation style. So I'm medium on this animation style specifically because it's an odd blend of like the landscape shots look like they could just be CGI in movies half the time. And then the cartoon faces are an odd blockish form where they lack definition and detail. So to me, it's a it's a funny mashup of animation styles, the CGI mm. thing. Like it's water in it looked there was a stream at one point or something of water and it looked like the realest water. And I'm like, it's odd to see something that then the protagonists and the characters in it are I don't want to say globular, but they're more like Pixar-ish. Yeah, they, they, there's more of a style to them, whereas the landscape looks more realistic. I wonder like, if, because Bad Batch is that way too, and I think when Clone yeah. War, Clone Wars, was that Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? I forget which right. one it dropped on. I think it was Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. They perf- they modeled this style after that. They were like, we want it to feel like a continuation of right. that. So it's almost like... But then, like had this, to. The, the spaceships felt like it could have been from the movies. Was mm-hmm. how realistic they looked in some of the shots. It was an mm-hmm. odd mashup to me. It just felt like interesting. Yeah, I was. I guess I've seen parts of Clone Wars and stuff. I I, I knew it was coming. I accepted it going in. 
as much as I like the choreography, I felt like with the exception of that ending battle, they could have had more fun with it. Like I what I the, the fight that Dooku had with um the the woman that's like Yoda was great, yeah. but I felt like that looked like it could have been live action. But like, this is animation. You could do more with their Jedi powers, or you can right. have you can do the things that you can't do in camera. That's I was such hoping a to see something point. a little bit more yeah, different. That's kind of the same point you made with uh our buddy Jason's comic book, right? Oh it's yeah, yeah, book, so, yeah. So there's there's a certain kind of liberty you get to take with things when you can lean into the genre where you're actually playing it. And that's such a that's such a great observation. We're already in a cartoon CGI environment. If you're ever gonna exploit something, now's the time to do it. Because we saw Yoda flipping around like crazy in the prequels. Because it's like, yeah. well, how do you make him? So here it's like you don't have to do that here. She doesn't have to just like do backflips every two seconds while she fights. You can make it you can do the things you couldn't do with your CGI right. back then. But she's just kind of backflipping around. That also reminds me of something unrelated. There's uh the kind of training mock-up sequence of that werewolf by night, the hallway fight combat scene mm-hmm. is making its rounds through the internet. And it looks sick. But it also goes right back to what I was saying when I was watching the content. It's like it's so beautifully choreographed, the parkour elements of it. It's like even though it wants to be animalistic, it still just feels too beautiful, you know? Anyways, that's a like non sequitur. It's not, though, because when Dooku's fighting home, uh, I want to say I don't want to call her girl Yoda. Yada. 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 When he's fighting her. I didn't feel like he was trying to kill her because it was so beautifully and flipping. I, I didn't get the sense like there was danger until there was danger, you that's, know, so, so it slowed many, down. That's my biggest gripe with almost all Star Wars content, with the exception of some of the some of the like Rebel. That was a little better for me. But the combat always feels stylized in a way where it's not visceral. It's not dangerous. Mm hmm. Remember, Chris and I, when we were kids, was watching Mortal Kombat. Chris is a martial artist, and his dad took martial arts, too. We are watching Mortal Kombat, and Liu Kang's fighting Shang Tsung. And Liu Kang's fighting, fighting, fighting. And for some reason, he has his back turned to Shang Tsung, so he's throwing elbows. And his dad is like, y'all, watch. This crap is stupid. Who turns around in a fight and starts throwing elbows? <laughs> I mean, it looks fine, I guess, but it makes no sense. You never turn your back in a fight. He was like, elbow. Elbow, elbow. It's like turn around. You're going to kick in the back of your head. And I kind of feel like that works, man. That works for a certain style. But you do lose the sense of danger. You do Mm -hmm. lose the sense of like, holy crap, you might die here if you don't step your game up. Yeah, there's a balance to be found. Obviously, everything doesn't need to be born identity or John Wick. You know, that's not what I'm getting at. But John Wick. but, But I will say that, and this is my pet peeve with just combat in general. And I think even animated combat, it wants to feel, regardless of how stylized or choreographed or beautiful it is, it has to feel spontaneous. It has to feel unrehearsed. It has to feel like it's a response. That last fight she had, because it felt like everything you're saying. It was stylized, it looked beautiful, but then the way she was evading him as an audience member. We're like, what's your move? 
Yeah. What? And that's where you want us. We, you want us in like she's in danger. She doesn't have a lightsaber. What's your freaking move? And then she does something that makes the most sense. The character did something that made sense. I know yeah. how to get 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 your weapon, and I'm gonna t- I'm not gonna get your weapon and do a backflip and pose. <laughs> I'm gonna just take your sword and cut you down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's story it's storytelling. Combat is storytelling, you know. But if normal storytelling is pedestrian in nature, combat is the most heightened form of it because of the stakes usually. Mm-hmm. And so they need that kind of attention to to the details in order to get it where it still feels uh, authentic. Authentic, yeah. And right. Remember as kids, we didn't care about that stuff. So you see somebody in a fight and they run to a backflip off the wall. We're like, oh! And then we get older, we're like, why did you leave the fight to do a backflip off the wall? Yeah, but, but that's why. But listen, man, that's what I'm getting at with Snyder. Snyder makes choices because they're cool but he doesn't always make choices because they're right or justified, right? I, like it's cool I, to kill Jimmy Olsen, but it don't make sense, man. No, it you got to make, make a different no, choice. No, 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 hold on. It made complete, Snyder makes complete sense. He just bastardizes the content. Well, however you want to say it then. But that Jimmy Olsen who's in the CIA that got but his cover the fact blown, that Jimmy Olsen makes, was a CIA in the first place. So you don't like the story. But within the story that's told, he you know, should have got a bullet in the head. You know, the truth of the matter is, most of the time when I give a rating on something, the majority of that point system goes towards the story. It's like, if I can't get behind the story, I can't agree to the cinematography. I can't agree to the acting right. choice. I can't agree to that, just about anything. But to that, that but the Jimmy Olsen thing is very unique because it's rich. Will you agree with me and say, in that story, an undercover guy that gets his cover blown getting shot in the head is absolutely authentic? That sounds about right. That's not easy. Yeah, yes, but if you're I, like, listen, I agree with that up, too. But, if but you what I won't comics and you're like, that's not how Jimmy Olsen's supposed to be. He shouldn't be there. Then you're bumping against the story that's told. But the story that's told is fine. You just don't like what they did with. The, the changes they made, but it and makes listen, sense. If Clark Kent is a drug smuggler who sells women on the black market, then I'm going to have problems with the storytelling and the choices you're making with the content of the characters. That's okay? true, but you're but you're ba- you're still you still base that off of content. I'm, listen, you read Rich, I'm making an extreme example, but that's how it felt like when Jimmy Olsen's a CIA agent. That's because I'm you not know saying he's, what, what are we even talking about? That's because <laughs> we're talking about because well, that says you know who Jimmy Olsen is, but for Rich, you don't care about Jimmy Olsen. He was like, that's about right. right. It just was unfazed by it. It didn't matter, and I'd say right, it didn't matter. So why'd you make the choice in the first place? Wait, how this is relevant somehow? How do we get off topic? This is relevant because you you talked about how it has to be authentic in the story. Then I had to call a flag on the play because I said to the story that Zack Snyder chose to tell, whether you like it or not, within that story, it was authentic that that guy got a bullet. Let me say this. Let me say here's here's how I feel about this, and we keep coming back to it. This is your your opinion is that. When a director, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's my understanding. Mm-hmm. My understanding of your opinion is that when mm-hmm. a director walks into a thing, they get a license to make some choices with the way they want to tell that content. In my rebuttal, though, I say if I'm selling you something that's supposed to be a strawberry, okay. that at the end of the day, after I've distilled its essence, if you're walking away and you're tasting, I don't know, tuna fish then i've 
totally missed the point. It's got to still be the essence of a strawberry. And some of these directors walk in here and they distill the essence of, of years of content and they somehow manage in instances to turn strawberries into tuna fish. And I'm going, yeah, I get that there's artistic choices that can be made, but you still got to give me a strawberry. No, but this is what I'll say to you is that <laughs> – the Rich comic books, the comic, that. the comic books don't do that. Most of us lean into but, a specific you, period in comics, and we lean into it. So when we watch it, we'll go, "Yeah, Tony Stark died at the end of Endgame." No, he's alive in the comics. He never man, made that. But that's why I'm talking about distilling it. You still have but, to distill the essence of a thing. But it's a different universe, though. It's not the comics. It's, it's never essence, the comics. Uh, the yeah. essence of the heartbeat of these things. The Joker never killed Batman's parents, and Batman never let Joker just fall off a cliff. But we watched that movie. But we I say agree. that's. But to a lot of us, that's Batman. So I would say you're allowed to take license. You're also allowed to hate it. But my thing is, does it make sense within the world you set out to create? I may hate it, but I'll still go. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen it was super free to use Jimmy Olsen like that. But the way he got killed in that story. That makes sense. Yeah, he shouldn't have been is. there. I don't think, but that makes sense. This Couple is one of blown. those things where a year from now, you're going to call me up, Lawrence. No, go, it's, it's yeah, been 10 you know, years since Man of Steel. I owe you an apology. You're right. <laughs> Strawberries wow. should taste like a strawberry. No, man. He took that strawberry. He made like he put it in salad. You go, strawberry should be in salad. Some people like them in salad, Rich. I'm not saying you can't do a fusion thing, but the essence of the thing should still be the essence of the thing. That's that's never been true in any of these movies. Organic right. web shooters. Why? why? A lot of these movies. Spider-Man has organic web shooters. No, 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 no. I'm not no. talking about that. No, that's not that, what I'm talking that, about. That, no, but the essence of the that's the essence by you giving him organic web shooters. We never see see Peter Parker's intellect. We never get to see his inventive and creative mind. That's a part of his character. He's able to build a lab in his basement. We didn't have that in the Raimi movies because they distilled his intellect. They messed with the part of his essence. That wasn't smart, Peter Parker. No, but we were cool with it. Yeah, because the, uh, the director said there's no way a high school kid's gonna make this thing that doesn't exist in his basement, so he got rid of it. Mm. We were cool with it. They mm. all do that now. You love Superman, so you have a problem with it. I'm sure if someone there was a Spider Man fan who saw that, they felt the same way you do about Jimmy Olsen. Well, that's also why they made them. <laughs> See, I'm, you know, silly how it is. Jimmy Olsen, Jack, but because uh, you're you know, because you're in. You're in, you know, and someone who grew up with Superman that's like, you know, say your prayers, say your vitamins are like, why is he kissing Lois and making her forget things? This feels like a weird part of the movie. I agree. I agree. That, that's, all, a, that's an odd thing. They all do I, it. And I don't co-sign to that choice. And I don't co-sign to Superman throwing, callously throwing all the villains into a bottomless pit where I'm sure they landed pretty hard. And Superman has like super hearing. So you know he heard the thud and their death and scream. all the villains. And Superman 2 and Superman 5 is odd and all the villains. He throws them to their deaths after they've all lost their powers. Oh, so he crazy. just took them to jail. Crazy. <laughs> he just kills them all. Yeah, the I don't co yeah, I don't co-sign on that. So when you're distilling the essence of a thing, everyone even when you go, what's the grandfather of all superhero movies? Christopher Reeves, Superman 1. I'm not saying they nailed it. Right. So I guess it comes down to what's nailing it and did they execute the story that they decided to tell? That's all right. you can really now, do. 
Let's wrap that back around to Star Wars. And so, we got so, one oh, man. <laughs> for those of you who are like, did they stop? I came for the Star Wars and they're talking about Superman. Well, if you can see our background and if you're listening to it, you, you see our image on our podcast. We're all ripping our shirts open with Superman S's or J's or C's or L's. So we lean heavy into that. And Jack and I argue about Jimmy Olsen all the time. And Rich gets tickled at how much Jack cares about Jimmy Olsen. So much so if Jack had all the money in the world, he would make a Jimmy Olsen film starring Leonardo DiCaprio. We would just watch watch him and they would watch that people would watch that do his taxes deal with his prostate enlargements if leo were in a live action jimmy olsen film people would watch that and you know if he was in it they would take liberties his kids he he lives in a crappy apartment (laughs) um so back to star wars tales of the jedi um inclusion in conclusion the combat matters, ladies and gentlemen. The combat matters. And I would say, although a lot of this went over my head, I think they set out to tell the story they wanted to tell. And I think they told it well. Yeah. Like it was, it was um, as we say in the anime world, it was filler. But it's filler that kind of you've already watched, you know, if you if you watch all the content up to this point, it, it kind of fills in the blanks from there. Right. But usually filler stuff is like in anime is just like stuff that happens. Maybe, maybe not have an impact on the story. But at this point, you kind of see behind the scenes what you didn't see leading up to some of these points. And and some stuff that uh that maybe you can see how like like I said, Dooku, how he kind of starts out leaning towards the, the dark side. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would usually say well, anyone should be able to jump in. Like that's how something's good. You should anyone should be able to start in. But I, I feel like with this, no, you shouldn't. That's not who they didn't make it for anyone just coming in, and they're okay with that. Yeah. So for that, the, it's the filler you didn't know you need needed, and actually probably didn't. And if you didn't watch, like I said, they're okay with you not getting it. This wasn't for you. We didn't make it for you. This wasn't supposed to be for the casual viewer. This is supposed to be for those who have been with us this whole time. And for that, I got to give them, I give them an eight for what they set out to do. Wasn't my eight, but if I was, if I've watched Bad Batch and I watch all these things and I jumped into this, I'm like, this would have been an amazing experience. An amazing experience. You gave them an eight, but it's not your eight. How does that work? Because I know what they set out to do. You gave them an eight based off of what you think they intended to create. What they did create. Not how it affected you. I'm not the audience. Well, how would you rate it? Five. <laughs> That's probably a little more accurate, though, for you. But no, because I know that this required homework, and I well, didn't do the homework. So then would I give Black Adam a 10 based off of they probably did exactly what they intended to do? No, because it didn't impact you. This would have impacted me if I did the homework. That's why I give it a higher score. If I watched all that stuff, I, would, I know I would have enjoyed it more. You didn't Shouldn't enjoy you Black probably, Adam. If you think that they deserve an eight based off of what they intended to do, but you mm-hmm. would have given it a five, shouldn't you probably give it something in between the two? Because my five is based off of ignorance. I don't know what they're trying to tell me. That's why I give it a five. It's not their fault. I didn't do the homework. Well, then this- you would give it a blissful five because that's normally how ignorance works. <laughs> All right. I think that if I did the homework and watched Bad Batch and Clone Wars and had all that in my mind and I watched this, I'd probably be like, this is a 7.58. 
All right, we'll put a pin in that. Let's go to someone who has watched all the content. How would you rate this, Rich? I would rate it. I mean, see, now I'm being, I was influenced by the rating that you told me that other people gave it. I would give it a nine. To be honest with you, it 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 filled. It did what it's supposed to do. At least, at least what I believe it's supposed to do. Just fill in the, the blanks. Maybe give you a little bit more context on on a couple of the characters. Yeah, I mean, going off of if you didn't know anything, and I, I get, I'll take a point off that if if you didn't know any of the, if you didn't re- look at or seen or digested any of the other content, this stuff would be going over your head. Just like the fact that Ahsoka was using the Force and went right over Lawrence's head, over, over my over. head. He like, thought what that in the Disney some... Beauty and the Beast moment is yeah. this. He thought it was some some innocent baby. No communication with animals. Right. No, it was. But that's fault. not the con, and that's not the content's fault. It was my fault. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would say it. I, I would. I would give it a. I'll give it a nine because I think it. 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 It served what it had to serve. But people. People would definitely miss out on it if they didn't. You know, get the rest in. Get you give it a nine. Give it a nine, bro. All right. Here's where I'm super conflicted. If I'm being honest. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I am. I'm conflicted. It's because you know, you're saying you're conflicted. You turned your head. You adjusted your hat. There's a whole right. for those listening. There's a whole cinematic quality happening yeah. right now. So go check it out on YouTube. Yes, please. Um, for those of you on YouTube, sorry, we're talking about being on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Here's why I'm conflicted, though. I enjoyed Black Adam more than I enjoyed this. Okay. I gave Black Adam a very low score. Based off of the story being <clears throat> arguably paper thin. But I enjoy that content way better than this content. And if I had to watch one of them over, I'd watch Black Adam in a heartbeat. But you made a, you made a point to say last episode that you, you judge the content by itself. Because I brought up Samaritan. And you were like, I judge the content on its own. That's right. So yeah, that's true. So, but that's why I'm feeling conflicted because I would give this a higher score, but but I wouldn't say it was better than a thing I gave a lower score to. So it's odd. Isn't that odd? That feels odd to me. No, the way I score things is that's why mine work. You can track the way I give ratings throughout a whole thing. It's like, yeah, I would never give Black Adam a score close to the Samaritan ever in life. Yeah, I wouldn't. (laughs) Did I? I think I did though. What did I get? But you, you gave it a five. Yeah. But I, really, I mean, but that's I how feel, you really feel. Yeah, I think you probably like won't watch, you probably won't watch it again. In the you, grand like, scheme, I don't of things, in the grand scheme of things, it arguably might be a five as far as the merit of the content. But it's a good time, and so being a good time, you don't Black factor Adam, in. But you don't factor in a good time as part of your rating. Well, when I was thinking about Black Adam coming right off of the Black Adam, I was thinking, what a bunch of missed opportunities. Unfortunately, that's where my head is at. But it was a good time. I enjoyed it. And that last post credit scene, my God, that's a 10 out of 10 right off the bat. Did, did you think that naturally or did you like also like, you know, you're about to give it a review? Like if you didn't, if you weren't giving it a review, you just went in. Well, listen, I've never I endorse everyone watch this movie. Black Adam, people need should should probably go support. If you like content, this Jack, is good content. Yeah, you change your rating on Nope. If you got to change it for Black Adam, it's fine to rate this one lower. <laughs> if you need to rate Black Adam higher. 
You can change it. Because <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's happening. Because you're about to give this a higher score than Black Adam, but you, you didn't are. enjoy this as much as Black Adam. So you're conflicted. Yeah. And it's because you don't take in your child. Like Chris gives ratings off of just joy. Just Chris, pure Chris, <laughs> Chris did. It made Chris me feel a certain way. So here it is. And there's merit to that, too. There's merit to that. That means they did something in there right. And it made you feel what they wanted you to feel. You can give Black Adam a higher rating. Go ahead. We'll come back to Black Adam later. Let me give this a six. <laughs> I give this oh. a six because without diving into the context of all the other content, this content, I, I might even give it a five based off of that rating. Because without the other content, then you're left with a series that looks good, has heart, but ultimately continues to lack a climax and payoff. Because everything kind of builds to a thing and then jumps away from a thing. So when you're looking at the merit of content just based off of the merit of that content, this is fun and looks good, but ultimately lacks at what every other turn. What if you look at it like Avengers Endgame? Like I go watch Endgame and I give it a poor score because I never saw Infinity War. So I didn't get right. half of it. But, yeah. it's, but as its own, I didn't watch that. But on its own, it's five. And it's like, no, you were never supposed to watch it on its own. Well, you're supposed to watch Endgame. Infinity War first and then Endgame. So look at, it's like it's, it's a, look at this series like it's a sequel and right. you didn't watch the first two movies. Or but, filler. But, because you're looking, you're looking for a, a climax or something. What, they're not going to give it to you in this because they already give it to you somewhere else. That's why it's weird to rank this thing. But it was designed it, it that way. Yeah. episodes. But like in in what they set out to do in its design, did they achieve it? And did did, did it impact you? And I will say, I didn't watch a bunch of the other stuff, and I still cared about Ahsoka. I still cared about uh, the 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 Yoda woman. I got to give it a six. Here's why. Because something like Visions that pops around, where largely the whole content was lame to me, that one episode, episode one of Visions, was so cool. It, everything about it was cool. There wasn't a that moment in this for me. With it the was the end of, of the series. That, that's with, the exception of, with the exception of that one moment. And there's a lot of good moments throughout it, like her writing the tiger that's an unfair the, comparison you took an anthology yeah, series yeah. but you don't have to know anything and you came into a series where they're like you have to know stuff. but i should still have more than one moment in six episodes in almost two hours content and six different bite-sized chunks you had one moment in that too because you only like that one that one episode yeah right that's why i gave that thing a low score if i saw endgame without seeing infinity war i would give endgame a low score and they'd be like, well, you should just watch Infinity War first, if that's the case. If you don't get it. You're giving us a low score because you didn't get it. No, I got it. And I've watched most of the content. You don't watch I, I have, though. I've, I have got it. And I've watched most of the content. It's still just no, filler that doesn't stand You don't bad over. batch. You don't watch No, that's, that's true. You got me on that one. I, I don't watch <laughs> but I've watched Clone Wars and I've watched a lot of the other content. And so this is fun, but it doesn't stand alone i'll never argue against your rating because your ratings your rating you're the one that said you're conflicted so we're really questioning you because we don't know what's going on you're never conflicted about how you, how you feel about a thing what's happening well i gave it a six what did you okay. give black adam i gave it a five. Oh wow which 
maybe should have been a 6.5. Your whole world is coming undone. <laughs> it is. In public. I love it. You know, the problem is, <laughs> the problem is, we shouldn't be rating this content in the first place. All you, need is, all you need is the internet and the opinion and the platform. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem want. with this art form. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks they're a judge and a critic. And Jack, that is why we have this podcast. Stop well, telling right. people not to listen yeah, to yeah, our yeah, podcast. Yeah, right, right, right. What is going on? Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm conflicted on this one. Jack is just going to be a stop listening. Listen, I'm conflicted on this one because. Now they got our listeners are like, yeah, why are we listening to you guys talk about this? Dang it, Jack. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Listen, if I were you, I'd turn this off right now. No, wait, no, he doesn't mean that. Do you unlike a thing after you've liked it? What he really means is leave a glowing review. Jack, it's valid because we're not we're not in the thick. We're fans. We're fans. Right. And sometimes we're super fans and sometimes we're casual fans. But we're fans. You know what? I think that's that's another thing that affects the rating. My desire for black adam to be better content was higher than my desire for this content to pan out it was okay being filler jack so, we know you bias as hell when it comes we, we all know you bias if superman if superman is anywhere near it we know you're looking at it through a magnifying glass all right we, fair enough so six we want i mean what was that movie we watched and i was like shocked that jack like was it like the adam project I'm like, I know Jack's gonna find holes in this. I know I he's gonna that. talk about. I know great. you did, but there's things you like, and then you like it, and you accept it, and then there's things that you don't like, and you can't get over their costumes not being dirty enough. It like yeah, depends. On oh what. man, yeah, that Predator movie, no texture, no texture in that Predator movie. I'm sorry, there I, just wasn't. That's how I know if Jack likes a thing. If he likes a thing, he'll. I mean, he'll, I'd say that even about um the. Uh, the Woman King. Is that what it's called? The Woman King? You did say that. You said you wanted more texture. It was a lack or, of texture. It looked like they all went to the Gap to get their costumes. And you said the fighting felt too, too stylized. Like, you know, like Black how Widow. many people are doing like parkour moves? This is a period piece. It wants to feel earthy and grounded. And like I was talking about, it wants to feel visceral and unexpected. Right. Oh, man, these guys just... They didn't, they didn't Look, tell you my number is... From Africa? No? They didn't tell you that? <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. In the what teen hundreds? Thank you very much. That's it. That's it. You... So I think um <laughs> in closing. Rich gave it a nine. I How'd you it... give it a nine though? I gave it a nine. You didn't even give Bleach I... a nine. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna give it a nine like this. It's a nine. Ooh. And that's all they gotta say. That's all I have gotta... to give it a six if that's the case. We just give him fictitious numbers for this content. So nine, eight, and a six. That brings us to like, like seven, seven point five, right? Seven. Yeah, you're right. It's a set. Well, it's a seven point six repeating. So we'll call it seven point five. Seven point five, which is probably fair. Yeah. Um, so that's our take on Superman, Zack Snyder, Star Wars, <laughs> fighting Predator, Predator, <laughs> and Black Adam. Thank and you. Happy guys. Halloween for all those catching this after happy the fact. Halloween, yo. That's our take on it. It's a good ride. If you're down with the Star Wars content, it's it's a freaking wonderful ride. You already got Disney Plus. What are you doing over here? So, guys, okay, that was it. I think we can get into the recommendations. Recommendations. Yeah, the emphysema one. <laughs> you lost. You got out of breath halfway through. Just taking that pause. Um. 
So Chris usually does, so I'm pulling this out of my butt. Content that are great, either prequels, sequels, or compare or, or side piece content. Your side piece. First up, hey. I would say, man, the HBO Watchmen series. Whether you've huh. read the comic book or seen the movie, it plays a nice not direct sequel, not direct pickup, but the elements are there. And yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Or you'll hate it. Because yeah. Alan Moore hates it. <laughs> he hates That's everything fair, though. he touches. Well, he might hate it because it doesn't uh, ultimately amount to much. He hates everybody trying to touch his work. He's like, I did it. Don't mess with it. He's a pure, you know, Yeah. Uh, the next up, I would say, is, um. oh, man, I had this on the. It was right there. I had it. It's right there. Oh, it fell off. Snapped it. Was, it. it was perfect. As it fast as that right, train was going, and he lost it. It went right off the rails. It was the perfect companion side piece thing to the thing that came out, and you can kind of watch it on its own. And it is wow. It'll come back to you. Okay. Well, that's my recommendation. Wait, you only <laughs> had two? This isn't my job. <laughs> but I guess it is my job when Chris is gone. Okay, I'll say another series if you guys want to know. This you probably have to find on YouTube. There was a young Indiana Jones TV series that. Well, if you are you wanted... recommending it? You're just talking about stuff you can <laughs> think of. Yeah. What's the just difference? talking about stuff you can <laughs> think of. At this point, Jack, what's the? Difference? I mean, a recommendation. Would okay. you recommend uh, 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 Gotham Knights? I don't know yet. Oh, too early. Too early. Back to that. Mm. Too early. Too early mm. to tell. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been a wonderful recommendation. Okay, wait, 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 okay, I'll give it. To, I'll give it to you. Here are my recommendations for great things that can be a companion piece and or filler to the you content you enjoy. <laughs> First up is Watchmen. Yeah. Yes. Second is if you enjoyed Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there is no reason why you should not go back and watch Angel in its completion. It is a perfect companion piece to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's an oldie. But a freaking goodie. Next up, I would say, which is a perfect companion piece to content that's already out. Well, I can't say it's great, but it's full of testosterone. Man, Hobbs and Shaw. If you're trying to figure out what's going on on the other side, where okay. Toretto's not putting together the family, <laughs> go with Hobbs and Shaw. But the creme de la creme, the best to ever do it, the one that's set apart the most is if you're looking for a companion piece of some dope content, I figured if I kept talking long enough, it would come. <laughs> I mean, that was, I mean, bravo, Lawrence. For any of those wondering what a college degree in acting gets you, about 30 seconds of improv. Hey, man. <laughs> 30 seconds, of 30 seconds can get you out of a lot of jams, Jack. Out of a lot of freaking jams. Hysterical. Don't worry. We'll be back next week with some real great recommendations. But real talk, Watchmen might be one of the best things. It's the best thing that came out that you didn't ask for. So check out Watchmen. And um, peace. Yeah, so you can check us out on YouTube. We have videos there. Hit the playlist. The Brothers in the Shaolin Look. We're also on um, Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're dropping content all day, every day. And we'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. Double peace. Well, at least he's consistent. Rich do a, a deuces sign for those who can't see him, which is everybody at this point. <laughs> Bye. Ah. <laughs>